Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you happen to be around the world. Welcome to the Groovy Podcast. This time we are live from the DevNexus conference in Atlanta, Georgia. It is, let's see, March 8th, I guess. It is International Women's Day. Unfortunately, yeah. we don't have any women on the podcast at the moment. We'll have to work on that, I guess. Absolutely. Um, but we have several presenters here have been talking about Groovy-related topics, including Grails, including Groovy, including Micronaut. Uh, in fact, it was the inspired marketing decision, I think, to refer to this track as 2GM. Yeah. Right? That's the 2GM track. Exactly. So we were, I remember the first 2GX conference was Groovy and Grails, except then the the Gradle people were involved, and then, of yeah. course, Andre Swan and Griffin involved. Right? Yeah, yeah. But this 2GM, we don't know what the 2Gs are, we just, we just know what the M is. <laughs> I think we've been telling people what all of those 2Gs mean all over the place, so I think by now, probably yeah, by the end of the conference, we may have spread the word on, on what the two Gs mean. Well, in case anybody doesn't recognize the, the person here, I'm, I'm joined by several people, but the first one will be uh, Graham Roche. The how would you describe your title at this point? Oh, I don't, I don't like, I don't even know what my title is. Yeah, it's right. Just like, uh, yeah, Grails and Micronaut guy. Right. This is the creator of the Grails framework and the Micronaut framework. You're still the head of the Grails framework, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I had a, I had I mean, a team uh, on, the on the engineering side for Grails and Micronaut. You know, Jeff Brown claims he's the head of the Grails framework, so you might want to talk to him about that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't care about titles. Here, oh, actually. okay. All right. And uh, Jeff is an amazing at what he does. He's cookie to the team, and he's been working on Grails since like. 2007. You're going to be nice to him. I mean, yeah. he he blew us off. You know, I mean, we wanted him involved on here just because he had to make some flight or something. He yeah, decided you know, he should have just like bailed on the flight. I mean, and come on, come on the park, podcast, right? Priorities, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> now, the uh, you just let's see. I went to your first talk, which was on um, Grails and Micronaut. Yeah. And do you want to describe very briefly what that was involving? Sure. So. Um, I'm not sure how many people are aware, but uh, we released a milestone of Grails 4 mm. uh, recently, and uh, it's a significant upgrade in that it updates it to all the kind of latest versions of everything. Mm. So, you know, Spring Spring 5.1, I think it is, Spring Boot 2.1, um, uh, Java 8 baseline, Hibernate 5.4, uh, Java 11 support, yes, uh, and so on and so forth. So, um, and then one of the significant new features is that um, what we've done is we've made uh, Micronaut um, the parent application context. So, Spring supports these like hierarchical contexts, right? Where you can look up beans from the parent and so forth. And uh, Micronaut is set up as the parent. So, what does that mean in like practical terms? Because that's probably like just doesn't make any sense to anybody. Generally, if I say it like that, uh, what that practically means is you can pretty much use any Micronaut feature in a Grails 4 application. So whether it be the um, decorative HTTP client or, or client for Kafka or RevenantQ, or all those features just kind of work in, in in Grails, which is which is a big win for, for Grails developers. Now, if I understand it correct, I mean, first of all, this is wonderful because we've been waiting for Java 11 support and, and the latest versions of Spring and Spring Boot. And uh, it's Spring Boot 2.1 that enabled real um, Hibernate support for Java 11 as well as uh, the Spring support, of course. So right. this is really nice that that's all going to work now. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing that that was the big feature from what I understood of, of 
Grails 4 was that until we came along or you came along and said, now we're going to enable all of our memory improvements and our, our speed improvements and other plugins that come from Micronaut. Uh, no, I don't think we added that as a bolt-on. That was always the plan. Um, I didn't know it. We've <laughs> been, uh, we maybe didn't talk about it publicly, yeah. but uh, it's been a long, long, long time goal to try and improve memory and startup time of Rails applications. Um, I've spent my uh, a good part of the last 10 years of my Rails engineering time trying to figure out how to optimize <laughs> those characteristics of a Rails application. And uh, Micronaut is actually uh, pretty much a uh, result of, of that experience mm. in building frameworks and understanding how they work and trying to optimize them. And it's pretty much taken all of my uh, uh, lessons learned over the years and applying them in practical terms to something new um, to eliminate all the, well, you know, many of the problems in traditional frameworks. And, um, and that's why, uh, you know, uh, in Grails 4, much of the infrastructure part of Grails is good. Um, we've already migrated a lot of it, but uh, over time, um, as we do more, more and more pieces of Grails will be built on Micronaut instead. So if I, from, if I understand from a user point of view, if I'm already comfortable with Grails 3, mm -hmm. it's not going to feel like a radical change to move no, to no, Grails No, no, no. Uh, so far, the feedback we've had from the people who have tried to upgrade has been good. Mm. We're not trying to like massively break people's applications. Um, there are changes uh, that you will have to make. Um, some of those are, as always, beyond our control. Um, there are changes in Spring Boot 2.1 right. that are breaking in, for pre in, because Grails 3 is on Spring Boot 1.5, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, right, which so, is spring which is, four, which is uh, which, another yeah. major version. So there's, right. there's changes at the kind of that level that you have to compensate for, and there's changes in Hibernate. There's changes. In, these things are beyond our control. So but the, um, I mean, the move to, from Grails two to Grails three was a big change. It was hard to port a Grails two app to Grails three. Really, I mean, there was yeah. a migration path, but there were a lot of concepts and redesign of the layout and everything based on Gradle and all of that. Mm -hmm. But Gradle's 3 to Grails 4 looks like it'll be a very pleasant migration path for the user, and they'll get all the benefits and the additional That's what we hope, and we, we, we've had a longer incubation period because we spent quite a bit of time. We were going to release Grails 4 milestone towards the end of last year, mm. but we actually delayed it, because, and one of the reasons we delayed it was because... Um, we wanted to port a whole bunch of internal applications and plugins and things and tests and and we've the guides, for example. Oh, we've right. spent a lot of time creating the guides, making sure they work, finding issues, refining, 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 fixing bugs, uh, getting guides. getting things improved um, so that so that as much as possible, it's, in the, it's a pleasant upgrade experience. And we are completely aware of that in the Grails two to Grails three. Uh, major version change that was a big upgrade for users. Mm. It was kind of hard to avoid um, not breaking things because we have to abandon a, build, a custom built build system right. and move to Gradle. Which and is a good thing, but it was a big change. Right. So um, the, 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 the motivations for those changes were sound because Gradle is cool and right. I like Gradle um, as a build tool. And uh, having to maintain a custom build system wasn't fun. Um, right. And 
and with all the advancements in build systems, you know, we didn't, we didn't want to be spending our lives building build systems. Yeah, exactly. Um, when there's so. a perfectly good one out there, which was not there when Grails was first right. Well, right. Gradle didn't exist when we started. Uh, right. We started uh, Grails. Um, and so that's that's why we went for the, the kind of home built. Uh, well, not entirely home built. It was like Groovy and Builder. Yeah. If you remember it was like based oh, yeah. on it was based Gantt, on Gantt, Gantt and all that, yeah, right. that stuff. They were the last app to leave Gantt. Well, not yeah. really, but the last big one to leave. Now, um, Grails, of course, had the one talk, and then I think Zach Klein's got one on Groovy as well. Yeah. But really, the hit of the of the conference, from our point of view, the our ecosystem is Micronaut. And Venkat Subramaniam did a talk yesterday, and I'm going to get him on the podcast at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, Venkat's always in motion, you know. Yeah. So Venkat did a talk in the ballroom on Micronaut and filled the room. Yeah, the, which was amazing. I, I actually wanted to see his talk, yeah. and I was outside the door. I couldn't get in. Right. I was like, I'd like to come in. I'm like, <laughs> but no, no, it was impossible to get into his talk. So, and uh, yeah, he did a fantastic job of delivering. Well, I had a similar problem today because you gave a talk today on on Micronaut internal, you can call it what? Deep what, Dive. Deep Dive. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's going to have a much smaller audience. I shouldn't have any trouble getting in. I get here two minutes late, and it's like, okay, well, so much for that. Yeah. So again, the room was full. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been blown away by the, uh, yeah, this is really, I think, the conference where uh, Micronaut is generating incredible amounts of buzz and enthusiasm, and people are really um, responding well to it, and far beyond our expectations, and people are really excited. I just and have to really say excited. congratulations on that. I mean, that's wonderful. I mean, it's yeah. it must feel great to build one framework and then take what you've learned and build a new system and have it start to take off. You know, and yeah, it's 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 it's, it's an accomplishment for the whole team mm-hmm. uh, at OCI who have worked like tirelessly the last like year. Uh, more, more, more than a year. I think, yeah, to, but you can take credit and, for them if you want. It's no, no, like, I, I, you know, kudos. Uh, James has been like finding RabbitMQ bugs and oh, really? <laughs> and doing not not very not very fun stuff. But, um, and uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a great journey. And I think we have something that people are finding really compelling and a strong message around like startup performance, memory consumption, building more efficient applications, whatever the type. And for me, Micronaut is completely different to Grails. It's right. like totally more, different use case. Um, they have overlap, but uh, Grails is going to benefit massively from Micronaut because we're, we're trying to we're trying to build a new foundational library mm-hmm. for constructing applications, and that 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 spans uh, all application types, right? It's like you can, with Micronaut, you can build um, you can build CLI apps, you can build Kafka message listeners that are headless without an HTTP server, you can build uh, lambdas that get deployed to AWS Lambda. You can build um, Android applications. Uh, you, you can do all sorts of stuff. Um, IoT, uh, Alexa skills. You know, it's the the list is infinite. What you can do with with Micronaut, and it it solves very real problems in in um, framework design and development uh, that are fundamental to the way Java works. In a really uh, efficient way, and um, uh, yeah, there's going to be it's, it's going to be a revolution in the next few years. I'm really looking forward to it. I remember you mentioned you could make Android apps with this, and I know uh, Ryan is going to talk about Alexa skills as well, and mm-hmm. I talked about uh, Google Cloud as well. Uh, we'll talk to Ryan shortly, and James 
in addition to doing a training class on Micronaut before the conference, yeah. right? Also just talked about the ACTP client, which I'm yeah. very interested in hearing about. So we're going to get to a lot of these things, and, and I'm really looking forward to seeing them all uh, showing up. It's an exciting yeah. time when you're at the beginning of an ecosystem and it all starts yeah. to... Yeah, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see it pick up. And also, it's been really great to see um, the community grow around it as well, uh, because I think we've had like some significant contributions from the community um, already. You know, things like uh, uh, in the latest version of Micronaut, um, we have support for API versioning, which was a community contribution. Oh. Support for Free Marker, which was a com community contribution. Uh, free Marker. So you yeah. have a front end. Uh, a template views, basically. Yeah. It's, it's a template to the views module. We've had so many user contributions. Uh, a lot of the micrometer support was written by a community. Hmm. Um, some folks in Google are getting involved and sending us pull requests for GCP ah, support. So it's it's really like the community are really embracing it, and uh, and folks uh, from all over are sending us contributions, and that's. That's really great to see. I'm sure we'll be talking about that for quite some time. The documentation also already looks pretty good. Yeah, so, we have work to do there. Um, uh, we, want, we want to make the documentation uh, multilingual with like Groovy and Java and Kotlin mm -hmm. support. Um, which, uh oh, the, which actually, we, speaking of which, we just received another massive PR for some of that work so, from the community. So we're really pleased with that. For the Kotlin implementation? For the uh, multi-language documentation. For the multi-language documentation. So, yeah, it's because I was going to say, Jen Strader always has a, an over-under on the first yeah. mention of Kotlin on the Groupie podcast. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Whatever that time was, that was, you know, we have yeah. to put Jen Yeah, we're, we're, we're uh, I think, yeah. But yeah, we can't go a groovy podcast without mentioning Kotlin. I suppose, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Kotlin Ken, isn't that your name? Oh God, here we go. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that your name? Uh, uh, mo moving on. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did notice one other thing I wanted to mention, though, that you made a, a nice contribution to the community through that, uh, what's the name of the site again? It's the... Yeah, the, uh, the Friends of Groovy. It, Friends of Groovy is part of, uh, yeah. it's called Open... Collective. Open, oh, yeah, the open collective, collective, right? At the uh, the open collective there, and it's a nice. Uh, what did you think of it? What what attracted you to that? What made you get involved in that? I think that you know, Groovy is a phenomenal language, and we you know it's basis for Rails, and uh, we support it in Micronaut, and you know it's so important for projects like Spock and Gradle and so many things, and it's been tragically underfunded. Uh, mm. OCI, I think, is the only company, uh, object computing, that has a Groovy contrib contributor on yeah. their payroll. Paul King. Uh, Paul King. Yeah. You know, and um, and that's really tragic when you consider how important Groovy is to so many companies, from you know like Jenkins pipelines to Gradle builds mm. to 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 all sorts of things, and. Uh, it's, it seems quite obvious that none of the other Groovy companies are, are willing to step up. Um, so I think that the Open Collection is, Collective is a good initiative to uh, try and close the funding gap and try and you know uh, get, get Groovy uh, features done quickly through uh, contributions, crowdfunding, and so forth. And uh, yeah, in terms of personally, uh, Groovy has been like so important to me personally in my career and mm. so forth that I absolutely have no problem being becoming a sponsor and, 
and making that contribution. On that site, you can make a one-time contribution or a monthly one. Mm -hmm. um, I decided to throw in $5 a month because yeah. that makes me Paul King's boss, right? Yeah. I mean, I can tell Paul King what to do <laughs> Absolutely, now. Absolutely, yeah. Is that the idea? Messages now, yeah, right? say, hey, I'm funding, you know, yeah. I have no idea where the money's going to go. I know yeah. it's. I know they, they say they're going to fund features and changes, but I don't know what the plans are, how they're going to do that. But we'll keep an eye on that and we'll see how that uh, evolves yeah. in the future. Yeah, I... I, I I encourage everybody to like, even if you know, five dollars is an yeah, amazing right. contribution, and everybody should uh, chip in a little bit. You know, we spend five dollars on a on a on a Starbucks. So Sadly, coffee, yes, so, on a regular basis. Know, five dollars yes. a month is no big deal for a huge phase <laughs> of people. Um, and just think about what Groovy does to you every time you write a Spock test, every time you run the trade world, every time you. Do anything so it's been huge for me as well so yeah I really so thank you very much i know you have other meetings you. you got to get to i'm really glad you were able Pleasure to, make to be some here time. Thank thanks for your time great yeah. excellent um okay so we will also have uh let's see who brian's got a constraint right so yeah yeah we may both have a constraint actually depends on but come on up ryan we'll, um, we'll just start talking and i'll yeah, because you're going to have to transition into doing your talk short, fairly <laughs> shortly, but then we'll we'll have James come up as well. So uh, this is Ryan. Vanderwerf, I'm Ryan Vanderwerf. Right, right there. You've I'm, also got your Micronaut shirt on. Very good. Of course. Yes. Right. Uh, another OCI person, and I mostly see your work through what you do with Alexa and other providers like that. But I mean, you've got the Alexa skill for the Groovy podcast, right? Uh, yeah, so uh, as far as I know, it still works. Yeah. So sometimes at one point you guys changed like the naming scheme yeah. of the episodes, yeah, and it would, it would look yeah, that up. Uh, but then it just started working again, so I left oh, it alone. So, all right, but um, but yeah, so we've been doing the Grails um, stuff with Alexa for several years now, right? And they had an old Java SDK, and it was really kind of broken in a lot of ways. And we actually, I actually had to fork it and then fix a bunch of problems so I could do like the Groovy Podcast skill. I couldn't do it unless I had forked their JDK because it was pretty bad. And now they've rewritten the whole thing. There's a V2 wow. API, and it's completely different. So um, when we uh, added the Micronaut support, it's in the 1.1 milestone release mm. for Alexa, um, that uh, we're using the v version 2 of the API, which is much cleaner. 1.1 milestone of? Of Micronaut. Micronaut, okay. Yes. And so at that point... Um, uh, it works completely differently, but uh, Graham had helped make a cleaner implementation of uh, what I had started, and uh, you can have annotations for uh, handlers, for Alexa skills, mm -hmm. uh, you can put in the code, and everything in the new uh, SDK is all using builders, so it, it, it makes more sense. Like, you can just say, I want to build a response to an Alexa request. I can, you know, add to the calls to this builder and then build it up and then it sends it off instead of uh, shove a bunch of things in these objects and then hope they're all right, right. and then trial and error, with, you know, playing with the Alexa test thing to see if it worked or not. So uh, it's much better now. So I have a talk here in just a little while right. about showing that stuff. Now, um, yesterday's talk, uh, that's the one I went to, was the one on doing Micronaut on no grails yeah that on was a grails Google talk that was yeah. the, it was a group um using uh, a lot of common functions that people would use when they're getting started using google cloud with grails right how do i do all that and how do you deploy the app so it's kind of based on the guide that we have 
uh, with some extras on it. Like how do I do pub sub and big table and uh, a couple of those other things. So expensive big table. Yeah. 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 Just the Devons is a big tables over $400 a month. Yeah. I I don't think I'll be doing that. (laughs) I mean, sure to shut that off right after (laughs) the talk. Yeah. But that was, uh, you did that one. And then today you're doing the Micronaut with the Alexa skills. Yeah. I'm doing that one in a little bit here. We're on our lunch break. And then, um, Graham has a talk on AOP with Micronaut. Right. And then I've got another one that's a kind of a 101 talk on using Ethereum. Uh, and really, I kind of explain like how, uh, how it works. And Ethereum? for someone that's new to it, how do blockchain work? What do, what, what do I do with it? Oh, Ethereum, the, the currency. Yes, the, 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 oh, the blockchain. Oh. Right. So I just kind of describe what all of that is and kind of introduce you to it. And the concepts, and then we... Yeah, Graham was telling me that's what your bonus is going to be paid in. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hope the value goes up. Because <laughs> it goes up and down a lot. So Good luck it's a bit that, of a yeah. roller coaster. But, but also uh, talk about how do we uh, interact with that with uh, a Micronaut and Grails application. Wow. So oh, I, one example I show is how do I transfer money from one account to another inside of your app. So right? from yours to Graham's. Yeah, yeah and I we'll get set it. up a... Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully the other way. But uh, or I'm going to be very hungry. Uh, and then also one of the other common uses of it is not just about money, but it's about distributed apps that you can right. run on the blockchain. So the whole DApp concept. So I have an example of that too. Um, and that's kind of like the power use, I think, for most people of using Ethereum is having these DApps uh, being deployed and run out in this thing. But it does like, if you want them to run on the public blockchain, you have to like, it's an incentive-based system, right? So you basically have to pay people to run them for you as, right. as an incentive or that's how the system works yeah, right people people theory, mine yeah. and run things because mm-hmm. they're doing work so um, that's something to keep in mind so um, but yeah I thought it would just be a fun thing to do and to learn more about and share that with other people that so. would be fun yeah I'm looking forward to that I um, the whole idea of the distributed the contribution of these Bitcoin related things is all the distributed trust or the mm-hmm. the trust system yeah verifying that, and right. making an assertion that you know, someone that if you kept things in a chain from all the way from a, like a f- example I hear a lot is a fisherman fishes um, a certain kind of fish out of a boat. And then it, as it goes through every processor all the way to the restaurant, you as a consumer can say, is this fake fish? Because it's a huge problem in the industry. Oh. Like if you order sea bass at a restaurant, there's a, like a 97% chance it's not that. Really? And then a lot of other fish, it's the same way. So you can make it a blockchain assertion that says, I could verify all the way back to the fishing boat that this was what did they say it is? I read a, a long read article about caviar counterfeiting. Yeah, it yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Like, I, it's hard to even go out and buy seafood anymore because I, I just don't trust whatever they're selling wow. me is even what it is. There's, a, it's like more than fifty percent chance it's at any restaurant. It's not what they say it is. Well, it sounds like an interesting talk. I look forward <laughs> to that. that. Yeah. Uh, so, are you going to be serving sea bass at the talk? No, no. Because no, no. no, you don't trust. This is, this is, yeah, no. I, I yeah. could be giving them, you know, you know catfish from you know some but the, place the alexa one comes first so you'll ask alexa for the sea bass yeah sent to that's you. true yeah. but just on the distributed blockchain so yep. that you could verify and pay for it with your ethereum with my uh, ethereum uh bonus. Inc- income yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> right. i know it's getting bad uh we, we do i know you've got to get ready for your talk i, I want to make sure yeah we, we got james to talk in to, here uh, too. Um, james up here because right. he's been doing a lot with micronaut so and come on up all this stuff you know but we'll talk more later and you also remembered your Micronaut shirt. Oh, my goodness. So of course. It's, it's, I have a Micronaut shirt. Jeff gave me one. 
If I'd thought it through, I would have worn it today. I, I probably would have worn my Grail shirt, but oh well. I actually have a couple Grail shirts. I could probably give you oh. one. We have some new ones. Oh, new Grail shirts? Because yes. mine says Grail's three, so you know. Yeah. But uh, James did, okay, you did two things. You did, or that I'm aware of, you probably did yeah. more than that. So one was that you did the, the training class prior, cool. prior to the conference. How'd that go? Yeah, that went that went really well. We had a uh, we we marketed a, a training class mm. with a Micronaut with IoT and GCP, mm. and uh, where we uh, brought out some Raspberry Pis and we oh. showed people how to deploy a Micronaut app to a Raspberry Pi and uh, get that working to show you know how Micronaut uses such little memory and it could work just you know very fine on, on, on that platform. Cool. And uh, we showed how to deploy up to Google Cloud and use some of those features within a Micronaut application. And we also just did a very sort of uh, overall view on Micronaut, you know, a little bit more than a, a shallow introduction of each feature, a little, mm. bit, a little bit deeper uh, to talk about all the different features that are, you know, that are people most commonly going to use. Part of what I liked is you were just doing a talk on the HTTP client, and I remember saying to uh, to the people at the booth, I'm like, how did he get a whole hour out of the HTTP client? <laughs> and then I came down here, and I'm like, wow, okay. I, so say yeah. some, please say something about that. I mean... Yeah, so uh, so the reason why I gave the talk about the client itself is because I think it's one of the greatest uh, features to show off what Micronaut is really all about. Mm. You know, uh, if you look at all the things that our client can do, um, it shows that uh, that we're all about making the developer experience easy, right? By you know putting that client on an interface and and it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if people work. are aware of that you just write an interface. Correct. With an annotation yeah. on it, and it develops the entire implementation. Yeah, and you know, and there are other things Which you out customize there. Customize. There are other things out there that do that, right? Mm -hmm. So, if, uh, so, uh, so that's that's a great developer experience. But what uh, is different about Micronauts is that it's all handled at compile time, and we don't use any runtime proxies or reflection to actually generate the implementation. Of mm -hmm. that client, right? So it's all handled at compile time, which means it's as performant as it as it could be. Right? Mm. Wonderful. And there's uh, there's you know many aspects of to it that that are compelling mm -hmm. that make it. Uh, we you know we say Micronaut is natively cloud native. You know. Okay. Uh, what does that if mean? You, if you haven't heard that before, so, no, that's uh, a new one to me. Yeah. So you've heard the, the term cloud native sure. before, right? Uh, but uh, but usually when you hear that, it's not really cloud native. Right. It's, it's here's this thing, and we have all these other things that you can add on to it right, to, right. to make it cloud native, right? Uh, whereas Micronaut is natively cloud native, which means you need to add nothing. It's there baked in. All the features that we've uh, created are with cloud native in mind and work with it right out of the box. So I, no I noticed, I mean, there were some very practical things like you could set headers, you yes. could uh, make it do. Asynchronous stuff with uh, RX Java, well, with the reactive spec, yeah, reactive stream spec. Yeah. So either with RX pick Java your, or Reactor, pick your flavor, right? Right. You could also um, you had fallback mechanisms involved. Right. You had retries, retries, circuit there. breaker. Yeah, I mean it was just extraordinary. It just yeah. went on and on of all the capabilities. And uh, in service discovery, right, is baked in. Uh, Client-side load balancing. That's extraordinary. Yeah, the load balancing. Right, you're just watching the headers and seeing how it's flipping from one server yeah. to another. Yeah, uh, I showed an example where uh, one instance of the server returns the, both instances of the server return their URL as a header, and then uh, I showed by executing a cur uh, curl mm -hmm. that the, the the header was different 
they, you know, every time we executed it. Just automatically doing a, a default round robin among the various, yeah. various servers, and I'm sure all of that's configurable. Of course, yeah. And the thing that I was struck by, of course, is that this is something you can use outside of a Micronaut app. You just, you yes. want some Micronaut capabilities, so you get the uh, the AOP part, right? The, right. the parent context and the ability yeah. to generate so, a class based on the interface. Yeah, so you could use that at client in a Grails 4 app mm -hmm. without having to to do it's it's right there. You can just use it. I'm looking forward to trying that because, in all kinds of places. Because with Micronaut being the the parent context, you can. It's the same thing. Right. You're basically a, a Micronaut app at that point, right? Right. Because the context is there, so you just say at client, and uh, it works. Now, did you do another talk, or was that the one? Uh, yeah. So I just did one talk, and then I did the training. The uh, training yeah. also. Okay. Yeah. So what are you working on these days on uh, the on any of these things? Yeah, so I recently just wrapped up uh, a, a, a an integration for Micronaut with RabbitMQ. Right. Uh, so you can say like at Rabbit Listener mm -hmm. on a uh, on a class, and then we'll listen for messages. Right. You can specify the queue that you want to listen to, and you can also just specify uh, a, 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 an interface for at uh, at client at Rabbit client. Right. And you can publish messages. Uh, without having to write that code yourself. There was also a question in the audience about uh, Kafka. Was it Kafka? Or was it? It was Kafka. Yeah. And you said, yeah, you just put it at Kafka. Whatever. Yeah, at Kafka client, and, and you're off to the races. Bang! Yeah. You know, it was, it was no work at all in right. order to make that happen as well. And I believe you said most of this is in the documentation now. Yeah. So, so recently, for uh, so in one dot of Micronaut, a lot of these things were all in the same code base. And our build times were getting a, a little bit uh, out of hand, so we split a lot oh, of the, a lot of right. these things off into their own uh, repositories. Sure. So, like Kafka, for example, yeah, right, uh, right. RabbitMQ is in its own. A lot of the things are now in their own repositories, but the, so some of them have their own documentation, uh, but it's all linked from the from the the, the normal Micronaut mm -hmm. documentation. Okay, yeah. wonderful. Um, so. Again, just more reason to, to dig into this stuff and to dig into Micronaut. Yeah, because it applies to, to Grails developers as well now, right? Everything that you're hearing at Grails 4, uh, well, I'm you looking. Could do. I mean, I'm interested in Grails 4, but I know there's a lot of people who are not that web, interested in a web framework. They're more thinking microservices and all these others, and that's more dedicated Micronaut anyway. So, yeah. I, I mean, I'm glad that it's involved in Grails, and that'll help me, but I, I want to make sure people understand it's, it's far beyond... Yeah, yeah. We made sure that Groovy was a, a first-class citizen in Micronaut, and we've added uh, additional Groovy support and mm. for things in Micronaut that are not available in Java. For example, there's a there's a Groovy route builder. That's a DSL style route builder. Oh, really? It's, it's, it's just a, a Groovy only feature at this point. Yeah. It's a DSL language. It's it a makes DSL. Sense. Right. Yeah. Did you do the same thing in dare I say Kotlin? We have not. Yet. Not yet, but that's <laughs> probably in the plan. Be, it, yeah, it could be. Yeah, done. because uh, the reason I ask, of course, is because when you do Reactive services with Spring, <clears throat> pardon me, with Spring. So they have co uh, Kotlin support and they have a, a DSL for their router and their functional endpoints and everything. Yes. I imagine it's just a natural transition to do the same yes, sort of thing. Could, yeah, you could do the same sort of thing. Uh, in addition, there's specific uh, function support mm. for Groovy. You can just have a Groovy script that's a function ah, that you could okay. deploy, you know? I'm thinking of all kinds of possibilities now. Yes, yeah, that's going to yeah, be a so, lot of fun. So there's, to play yeah, so we still love Groovy. We, you know, we want to uh, uh, continue to encourage people to use Groovy, and so that's uh, it's a it's a major focus. For cool. Us. Well, I hope uh, people find this interesting, and, yeah. and that uh, we do have to give. Actually, Ryan looks like he's going to have time to prepare and everything. But yeah. uh, is there anything else you wanted to mention, or or? 
No, I, I just like to just say, on. just try out Grails 4. The, uh, so we're in Milestone right now, and there was a couple issues that kind of perhaps prevented people from really trying it out. Mm. But uh, we're going to be publishing an M2 here in the very near future that uh, resolves all those issues. So just you know, give it a try and let us know if there's anything that, that we can uh, make that transition easier. Yeah, and I'm and, sorry we didn't get Zach Klein in here as well, because Zach's doing the... He did a talk yesterday on the uh, single-page apps mm -hmm. with the... Is it a Grails backend or a Micronaut backend? I don't remember, but it was single-page apps and all that, and he's the front-end guy on a lot of these things at OCI, right? I yeah. Mean, he does the Vue and Vue.js and the... Yeah, he handles a lot of those things. Uh, I'm sort of the Angular guy, and he sort of oh, handles really? the rest. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So he talks to you, to, the two of you. Are, are you on the same team, basically? Or? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're both oh, on it's the all yeah. one it's all, team. It's all it? one big team, yeah. Right. yeah. How long have you been at OCI, by the way? Uh, it's, been, uh, it's been over three years. Uh, I think coming on four. For in the Groovy and Grails world, that's a long time. So, <laughs> yeah. very good. Yeah, so I've been working on, on Grails ever since, uh, actually, even before I got hired. But um, I, all, but, I have yeah. questions for you regarding... Uh, Gorm, but that's that's a whole separate issue. Oh yeah, we can talk about that. So, uh, well, great. Thank you very much for coming. Yeah. Um, good luck with your. Oh no, you're done today. Thankfully, so congratulations. I'm, I'm over. Yeah. It's over. You could relax now. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. And yeah, um, check out Grails and check out Micronaut. Uh, I, th I think it's. Uh, I haven't met anybody that's said, oh, you know, that's that's not too interesting. Yeah. And, the, and for the people Everybody. who are looking for Baruch, we we don't care about Brooke anymore you know yeah, I saw him at the hotel actually he actually yeah. did a he did a Java puzzlers talk oh. he was in here for a few hours and then off to Japan so he's Must be nice huh? way too important to hang of out course. for our podcast you know how of course it, yeah you know, so but this will be the the diagnostic I put it whenever he's not on the podcast I at least mention something to see if he's listening Right. So we put this toward the end of this one. Yeah, we, we caught him at the hotel. I think it was yesterday or the day before. And he yeah. said, oh, you, you guys can do the podcast. And he had that hat so on. He had, yeah, yeah, he had that, that hat on. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, he was here long enough to pick up a speaker shirt. That figures, doesn't it? You know, of course. So. All right. So, anyway, thank you very yeah. much. I appreciate your, your hanging out with us. Thank you. And good luck, and, and we'll see you in the future. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Thanks okay. a lot.